0: This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast.
1: Double Tap Canada. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you once again for another hour of technology talk.
2: That uh, is what we do here. Uh, Sean Price, are you over there somewhere? Are you eating again? Every time you're asking me that now, and I don't like it. No, I'm not eating. I'm, uh, <sighs> I'm feeling happier though after the last episode with the Apple event. You know, I'm, I'm I'm cheerful this week, so that's something to look forward to. Oh, have you bought anything? I have. I bought myself a brand new keyboard. I know. Last of the <sighs> big spenders. Wow. How boring.
1: Um, <laughs> Tim Schwartz, host of Life After Blindness podcast. Where are you? Are you there?
3: I am here. Hello, Stephen and Sean. Yeah. After last week's uh, depression that was the Apple event, we get all just you know keyed up for that, and then it was just such a letdown in some respects. But I am. Ooh. I'm here. I'm happy. I'm positive, and it's it's all good. Well, it's all good,
1: isn't it? I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's, you know, a lot of good stuff coming out. And, you know, what's most interesting is the amount of technology uh, that is going to be coming out over the course of this month and next. I have to tell you, my credit card is about to take a beating. It already (laughs) has. (laughs) Well, it already has, yeah. I mean, I have... Uh, Yeah, well, I've already pre-ordered the iPhone uh, 11 Pro Max, 256 gig, just saying, Um, in space black, obviously. Unbelievable. Um, And (laughs) I didn't want the midnight green. Who wants midnight green? Who wants Heineken-coloured phones? I don't get it. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so there's that. I've got the Apple Watch Series
2: 5 coming. Then Amazon are apparently launching products on September 26th, I think it is. Oh, amazing. Now, this is the event to get excited about. Amazon... They, they can keep secrets. I love them. <laughs> yeah. We know nothing. We know absolutely nothing. And, you know, more than we usually know nothing about the say, Amazon yeah. event, we know absolutely nothing.
3: Yeah, there are rumors and speculation, but it's just that. There's not really any leaks or confirmed things. It's it's just all rumor, which is, is kind of nice for once. Although I'm really hoping for the Amazon robot. So am I. Saw
1: my, I want one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Go on wheels. I'm
3: looking for
4: Something echo else to wheel. trip over, can't we?
1: Oh well, that's true. Yeah. If it, mind you, if it can vacuum the floor and maybe tidy up the dishes, maybe put things away in the kitchen and bring the takeaways in,
2: that would be oh, amazing. I'm getting a divorce straight away if I get one of them. Oh, for
1: sure. The first, the first echo marriage. I can see <laughs> it coming. Uh, as well as that, we're going to be talking, uh, of course, soon about uh, Google's event. They've got another event coming. Pixel Four likely to come with oh. Pixel Four XL. I know Sean will be excited about this. Yes. Um, can't al- wait. Although these ones cost real money not like these you know the a versions the affordable version
2: there might be a 4a yet
1: well, yeah, but not at this event, I don't think. No. Uh, so that's coming up in October, and then uh, likely another Apple event coming by the end of the month, and Microsoft having an event as well. So yeah, so much, so much tech to talk about. It's exciting. Uh, but look, before we get into all of that, I want to bring in uh, Larry Lewis, who's joining us on uh, Skype this week because we're going to wanting to talk with you, Larry. Uh, you're from the Paciello Group, and um, of course, this is a company that's owned by Vespero. Uh, the company that a lot of people might know, uh, the company that brought you Jaws and Zoom Text and many other wonderful things. Uh, Larry Lewis is with us uh, here. Hi to you, Larry
4: it 's great to be here i uh, i 'm really happy to be here, and i 'm enjoying the fact that i don 't have to be so uptight on this podcast. I can relax and be myself and, and that is a plus <laughs>
1: yeah be yourself that 's what it 's all about here. I mean, we will all be fired at some point, Larry uh, as a result of what we do here hopefully you <laughs> won't, the be on, won't be most of it won 't be up with you on this episode i 'm sure um, but look, I want to talk to you about jaws uh, specifically kiosk software uh that we were hearing about over the last week or so and um I'm, I'm really intrigued by this. I know we all are here. Because you know, I'm a JAWS user, Tim in, in your role in, in employment and at home, you use JAWS for many years, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sean uses something called N V D A. Terrible. Um I'm only kidding Sean. Uh sole <laughs> choice. Exactly. Um, he's cheap. That's why he uses that. Correct. Uh, but, you know, I use JAWS. I love JAWS. I'm, I'm learning to love it even more. It wasn't a love affair at the start, let me tell you. I grew to love it. Um, but what's interesting is you've developed this new software, um, which essentially, well, I say you, I mean, the, the organization Vespero and indeed Freedom Scientific have created this new software which can go into kiosks, self service um, terminals, tell us a bit about this what, what is this all about and how will it be used?
4: Yeah, so just to sort of expand on on what you've said so so the Paciello group uh, for all intensive purposes is the digital accessibility arm of the sparrow. So the sparrow has a history of making all sorts of assistive technologies jaws, Zoom tech, some of the CCTV lines that are out there and, and braille displays they a couple of years ago decided to invest in digital accessibility primarily because, If content is not accessible, it doesn't really matter what you use. The assistive technology is not going to function as it should. So uh, they saw an opportunity to get involved in this space. Uh, The Paciello Group has been in the industry the better part of 18 years as an accessibility services provider, Uh, accessibility testing and and whatnot. In the interest of transparency, although we are Vespero-owned, uh, we use NVDA and and um, TalkBack and VoiceOver and other things as part of our accessibility review processes. So we try to keep things. Right. Um, while we're a JAWS company, from a from a testing standpoint, we try to th- keep things fairly agnostic as it relates to providing the most globally um, WCAG specific results as possible. So um, you know, it made sense because especially in the United States, self serving kiosk is such. Um, booming business for mainstream providers, you can walk into a you know, I don't want to name names, but you can walk into the sandwich shops or burger burger places and things like that.
1: Well, listen, you can mention names here. We, it will just get yeah. us hungry. That's all.
4: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, the one gentleman who likes to eat. I didn't want to. I didn't want to tempt him, Stephen. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's me. For, for the record, that's that's actually all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all four of us, actually. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. So you know, you can walk into a you know a Starbucks or a, a Panera or what what have you, and you know you stroll up there and and immediately uh you can order whatever it is you want. There's there's gas stations in the United States or or petrol as you folks would say, right? Uh <laughs> petrol uh, fuel stations or what have you, uh where you can order all of your uh, your food off of a self-service kiosk uh and you walk over and and collect that food somewhere else, pay somebody, uh and and, and away you go. Um those sorts of things out of the box don't work for individuals like myself and, and, and the, those of us who are visually impaired. And, and for the record, I'm, I'm totally blind. Uh, I'm also a JAWS user as, as well as a, a big fan of mobile and, and Android and Amazon and Apple and some of the things that you folks have been discussing. The kiosk business is a little bit different because um, it's self-contained. It's not quite desktop. It's not quite mobile but it's very task centric, which means you're basically going to use a kiosk to perform a specific task. You're gonna, you're gonna order food, uh, maybe you're going to register if you're at a hospital, um, you know, you're gonna register yourself or check in. Um, There's a whole lot of uses for uh, kiosks across industry verticals. And so because we have uh, a successful screen reader in JAWS for Windows and and ZoomText for that matter for screen magnification, uh, Vespero Research and Development developed a variant of both of these tools, including ZoomText, that are basically using the same code base, but they're kiosk specific, which means They can be customized and a lot of functionality stripped out so that this software can be installed on Windows-based kiosks. And there are are all different types of uh, kiosks with different operating systems out there. But for our Windows-based kiosks, and there are plenty of those, uh, we can actually install and customize uh, a variant of JAWS as well as ZoomText so that all of the functionality within that particular browser window can be accessed using a level of, of familiar commands and and, and whatnot that, that you're already familiar with. Now, the interesting thing about that is um, every kiosk is gonna have a different task. So there's a few things involved here. You First, you have your kiosk hardware, you have your operating system, and then you have your um, content that the kiosk is going to be accessing. So there needs to be accessibility thought, thought through every step of the way, and that's why uh, Vespero really tied the Paciello Group into really managing this kiosk effort. Uh, Vespero is is fantastic at creating assistive technology. We specialize in providing accessibility guidance to uh, the makers of kiosks. and We've actually hired um, a young lady, her name is Laura Miller, uh, from one of the kiosk manufacturers specifically to help us uh, navigate these waters. So, um, you know, when you walk up to a kiosk, uh, how do you know how to use it? Um, how do you know that maybe if you plug your headphones in, uh, JAWS is going to, mat- going to automatically uh, start speaking to you or whatever? And so we provide a lot of hand-holding with manufacturers um, as well as customization to make sure that our software is working properly. We also make sure that the manufacturers, the the you know, the Panera's and the Starbucks and the different groups like that um, have adhered to WCAG guidelines so that when we get our screen reader running on a kiosk, we're not having issues. Uh, you know, I, I can recall once testing uh, an application uh, for a fast food provider where I was able to create my entire order. But then I was unable to check out because the checkout button wasn't actionable. And so oh, you go through the process we've of all been there. doing your thing yes. and you're not able to check out and pay for what what you're trying to order and go pick it up. So we provide a level of, of accessibility guidance that has to be uh, in the mix. So you know, you've got the mainstream hardware, the assistive technology uh, that, that works with it. And then you have the accessibility consultation that really, really uh, optimizes the use, user experience so that they're able just to, to get on with it, to get, go over to where they're going and, and access specific tasks uh, within that specific kiosk environment. What I
3: find really fascinating about this, Larry, is, well, I mean, so many things, but a couple of points you made there. This is self-contained, doesn't require internet access to the kiosk itself. And as you kind of implied there, when a person walks up to the kiosk, you plug in your headphones, and it automatically detects that JAWS turns on, and you can start using it accessibly. And then when you unplug, it all turns off. Is that correct?
4: It's correct, and and I think there's it's also important that you have contact sensitive help so that you know how to get started. Um, if low vision is in the mix, maybe there is a particular gesture or a keystroke that you can use to enable that to adjust your magnification and whatnot, and so you know there's a lot that, that goes into it's just not a matter of putting you know like with jaws if you put jaws on a computer and, and away you go um, there's a lot that has to be thought through because it is it is self-contained a lot of the functionality within these kiosks um, the operating system much of the operating system is is disabled and we do not um, make all of jaws available because' just dealing with specific um you know, HTML type navigation type type situations where you're tabbing and arrowing and using some hotkeys and interacting with a with a piece with a virtual PC cursor and different things like that. And so we try to make it as simple as we can. Um, a lot of these a lot of these kiosk tools will have like a toolbar across the top where you can access specific options and you you want to make that actionable with your navigable with your tab key actionable with, with different keystrokes and whatnot. And so we want to make it as uh, intuitive as we can um, you know we've 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 been successful rolling it out um, you know on a smaller scale with 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 specific companies and, and organizations in the u s We've done some work with some of the cruise companies and and things like that um, we're We're beginning to to get into the federal uh, market just because in, in the U.S. where everybody uh, sues each other, um, everybody wants to sue the government to, to incre- increase our deficit and, and, and whatnot. <laughs> so uh, you know we want to be very helpful to the government to provide them guidance and, and manage their accessibility risk. If you go to a government facility as somebody who's who's visually impaired and you can't access something, uh, you have a a uh, you have a legal complaint. That, that the government has to respond to, right? Yeah. And, and so, and so we, want to, um, we want to be helpful in that regard and we want, to, we want to get as much of this technology rolled out. There will be times when um, other operating systems are used. So you know, there might be times when Apple um, or Google uh, are, are driving the performance of a kiosk. And, and so then we want to shift from being an assistive technology provider and an accessibility uh, you know, providing accessibility guidance to more or less um, how can we help you leverage some of the free tools that are inside of Google and, and uh, Apple uh, for those types of kiosks as well. So aside from JAWS for Kiosk, which is really exciting uh, because there are so many Windows-based um, kiosks out there, we also want to be mindful that in situations where JAWS for Kiosk isn't an option, uh, we want to be there to prov- provide um, uh, our technical know-how and in our guidance and what the, the app that I was referring to that I couldn't check out was actually an iOS, iOS kiosk based app. And I was able to do everything, but every time I double tapped <gasps> on check out, uh, I it, don't
1: believe that's fake news. That couldn't possibly be some news. News. something going wrong in an Apple device. Yeah. What am I hearing yeah. here?
4: And Now, and now, now—not to beat up on Apple, but just because I we can on this podcast, you know, at least I wasn't using my <laughs> braille display, right? Because we got iOS 13 coming out, the... and <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh. so at least I didn't. At least I wasn't using my braille display to access that. So.
2: Well, <laughs> I, I, I think this is something that I'm just glad that someone is taking this. Um, Taking action on this because, as you rightfully yeah. said, these kiosks or touchscreen um, interfaces are everywhere in in yeah. every bank that I've been to recently. It's all these touchscreens, uh, including touchscreen keyboards, by the way, which are totally yeah. inaccessible, and one right. actual uh, till open or teller, um, and all the uh, burger. Restaurants as well, exactly the same. I, I know you researched one... those yeah. specifically, didn't
1: you, Exactly, <laughs> exactly around. for
4: this point. Oh, well, he's got his priorities right, banking and
1: burning. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he went to the bank to get the money so wonderful. he could spend <laughs> it on orders. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> but, you know, walking up to a pillar, and I, I, what's happening? Why are we not walking up to the counter? Well, because you just order on the screen now. And these are everywhere. Yeah. Going to the doctors to uh, you know register and sign in, it's yeah. all touchscreen. Um, this blows my mind how... How are you going to achieve this? Because, as you said, they're task-specific. So all the interfaces uh, are different, although you can you know say it's probably going to be html5 and most of them are going to be running under windows or some form of windows um the actual interface the hardware interface is it going to have a keyboard is it just touchscreen is there going to be a headphone jack and
4: and, and jaws can account for i'm not a big fan of windows 10 um touchscreens but jaws can support that um as well as you know external keyboards and, and keypads and different things like that you know i had a boss once um you know, who used to tell me uh, prior to this job, how do you eat an elephant? And we do that one bite at a time. So it's a monumental, it's a monumental, uh, it's a monumental <laughs> You've fast. never been
1: to dinner um, with me, Larry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Stick it between two slices of bread and a Stephen only in one go.
4: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Slather a little mayo on it so it goes down Absolutely. better. Absolutely. Right?
2: Actually getting the accessibility <laughs> built into the system, I, I totally understand that, and you've got the expertise to do that. But it, yeah. it's the... I'm thinking of, of me as, as an end user if I've got to go up to a yeah. kiosk and I've got to yeah. learn it for 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> to yeah. order a burger it's not going to happen I'm going to get someone else to do it or I'm going to get assistance yeah. so it's that more uh, you know it, we've seen it before on different devices for accessibility the key thing is being familiar with how something is going to work so how are you going to get around that?
4: Well, I think introductory help messages to get started, but I I think we all on the call, and I would say most people who listen to this, we all have transferable skills. We all know the single finger swipe, the double tap. We know the tab. We know the enter key. Uh, Even with NVDA and JAWS, the hotkeys are very similar from hopping around the buttons. If I want to get, fill things out, my combo, we know how to open combo boxes, either a picker item on a touchscreen or whatever. So There is a responsibility of the end user to have some transferable um, technical chops so that they can take those transferable skills, uh, integrate those with a particular help message that they might be receiving. And I can tell you, um, you know, I I find that, that, as you say, much of this is being developed in HTML5. The beauty of HTML5 is it can be wrapped and packaged um, across different platforms. So you can have an HTML5 code base uh, that can be wrapped for an iOS app, wrapped for a kiosk. Yeah. Wrapped, you know, there are utilities that will wrap that code and package it in the appro- for the appropriate operating system. So I think you're going to have a lot of transferable swiping, double tapping, tabbing, and entering uh, that can that can occur. And um, there is a bit of a responsibility. As I say, um, um, assist, you know, accessibility is a three-way dance, or actually, actually, it's a four-way dance. You've got the mainstream provider, you've got the assistive technology, uh, you've got the um, accessibility guidance that, that we get through WCAG. and then you have the responsibility of the end user.
1: Do you know, Larry? It is so refreshing to hear you say that, and I think, in yeah. some respects. It's it's a bit like a blind joke. You know, you can only really see it among other blind people, right? right? Because oh, yeah. you know the, the reality is that you know we we all get this. All, all of us get this. Yeah. But you know, there are a lot of people who will say to me, especially about iPhones, you know, they say, oh, "I don't use touch screens. Don't like them. Can't use them. Too difficult." Hmm. And do you know what? It is on you to learn it. <laughs>
4: It's on you to learn Because it's, it's it, the and, way the and, world's
1: going, isn't it? So I, I guess my question is, though, this all sounds brilliant, Larry. It all sounds amazing. When's it going to be available to me? When do I get to <laughs> plug in my headphones and well, hear Jaws talk to me?
4: This is where you're going to have to follow the the, the path of the uh, of the angry American, and you're going to have to start complaining. So you're going to have to complain when you can't do something. And drive people to these sorts of solutions. The way, the way these accessibility things happen in the U.S., they're normally born out of complaints. Um, we're doing the best that we can as far as prospecting, uh, specific companies. And, and that's why we've actually made some hires with, uh, as I mentioned, Laura Miller and some folks to help prospect specific organizations and, and companies who we're working with right now, uh, to implement this stuff. But a lot of it will fall to you as the, um, end user to, you know, go up to your bank and say, you know, I can't do this and there's no reason why I should, why this should be. There are technolo- technology solutions out there and there's companies out that will help with this. And so um, yeah, I'm not, I'm normally not one that complains by nature, but I know that when uh, my bank changes something on my website and breaks something or whatever, it's up to us to, to advocate. And unfortunately much of what drives accessibility falls to falls to, um, you know, whoever yells the loudest seems to get things done.
2: (laughs) And legislation, I think helps a lot. I'm always, I'm always amazed given the example I gave earlier of my bank, that they can roll out such a huge change to their branches, you know, the bricks and mortar. And as I said, totally inaccessible. The the keyboard itself is a touchscreen. Um, yeah. How they can roll that out with no, even thought to accessibility blows my mind uh-huh. when it comes to that sort of yeah. size of corporation.
4: It, it's better It's better than it was, which is a little, little consolation. I mean, you know, 20 years ago, laws came out to protect content for desktop usage. And then we, you know, 10, 12 years ago, we started seeing the advent of mobile. I, I look at this as sort of the next step in the progression, uh, shifting to kiosks because, you know, now the, the wherewithal is there. Uh, to make kiosk accessible, and, and we are on the front end of this. I mean, we do have this have this uh, deployed and used you know used with customers, and, and I think Vespero uh, sees the opportunity to leverage the Passiello accessibility with the uh, R&D of Freedom Scientific to really make uh, make inroads into this uh, this new frontier, more or less. You were talking about that new frontier and the far-reaching
3: possibilities of this. I mean, we're talking banks and self-service and restaurants, but this could really be used in, say, voting machines, in kiosks that are in your grocery store where you go up and do the self-checkout type thing, maybe informational kiosks if you're at a museum or something. I mean, there's really a lot of possibilities for this, isn't there?
4: As I jokingly told a friend of mine not too long ago, there's no such thing as a pregnant chad when it's electronic, right? So, uh, <laughs> exactly. so it's a big one. So, uh, <laughs> uh, don't remind me of those pregnant chads. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, For those of us who are old enough to remember pregnant chads. No, no I don't then. Definitely, I don't oh, know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh,
1: I mean, this, this all sounds amazing, and I think you're right. It is about us pushing this forward as, as blind people, you know, as a community. Uh, we're very good at complaining to each other. Uh, very good at complaining yes. online twitter everyone loves to jump up and down on things but we've got to get out there and and talk about this uh it's a really interesting piece of software uh are you going to be showcasing it anywhere i mean obviously we've got big events coming up like ces and csun and all the rest are you gonna be showcasing that yeah
4: we'll be a, we'll be at ces and, and csun and some of the federal events in dc so we'll begin to start bringing along uh um you know, sample kiosks and, and that sort of thing. So, you folks will be able to see it. I would suspect next year uh, will be prime time rolling at some of the the consumer uh, the consumer shows that, that many of you folks are familiar with. But we attend all those, so it's just a likely progression that that we'll be able to show some examples of how this would work. Uh, we really we really appreciate everybody who's invested in our in our solutions and our and our service deliveries and and whatnot. And so. Um, you know, a lot of it is going to fall to uh, you helping us uh, convince these different companies that uh, we do matter as a market segment. Um, you know, as I like to jokingly tell prospective uh, customers, you know, there's a lot of, uh, as I call them, disability dollars on the table if you do ex- accessibility mm-hmm. right. Not only is it the right thing to do legally, but it's also a good business sense, um, you know, Blind customers or vision impaired customers can be very loyal customers if, if you uh, if you do the right thing. Well, Absolutely. listen, Larry, we
1: could we could talk more, but I've got an elephant in the oven, so uh, I'm going to go. Uh, but listen, thank you so much for uh, joining us today uh, and telling us all about this. It's been really interesting, Larry Lewis from the Passiello Group. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks,
3: Larry.
4: Thank you.
1: You know, it's amazing, isn't it, guys? I mean, this is amazing technology that is out there, uh, that is, you know, I mean, the thing that gets me is it's already been developed and actually is developed to that point where it can just roll out. I, I didn't even think that was where we were at this
2: stage. So that that
1: blows my mind.
2: Yeah, I, I thought. When it comes to things like that, I've, I thought of when the iPhone was first released, the original iPhone and everything went touchscreen and we felt left out and sort of, oh, where are we going to go with this? Yeah, uh, it wasn't right. until you know, Apple brought out, was it the 3GS with voiceover yep. that we thought, ah, OK, so now we are in this, we can use this. And I think that's where we are with Kiosk, or that's at least where I thought we were. And this sort of work is,
3: uh, yeah, very encouraging. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. As you were talking about, Sean, so many different Places, banks, and others are going to this kiosk system, the self-serve type system. And like we were talking about there with Larry, with voting, or you know, going to the grocery store, or, or whatever it is. I could see this being a big deal for us because kiosks are jumping up and popping up, not jumping up, popping up everywhere. Uh, it'd be interesting to see them jumping up everywhere. <laughs>
1: that would be a problem. That would.
3: That would. Just You're trying, trying to touch the screen, and yeah, it just keeps jumping up and down. That would be so stop awful. jumping up and down. Bad enough. I can't see yeah. to touch it. I can't see to find it to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> but um what gets but, yeah.
1: me is that i've got to say this i mean honestly the the technology that is is amazing i mean these days in the uk we have talking bank machines um that you can go up to a cash machine you can plug in a pair of headphones and it will speak to you and it's incredible they don't have they do have talking self service Checkouts in supermarkets here in the UK, but they don't. It's not an accessibility thing. They just talk, saying things like "scan your item" and then all the rest. What it says here, which I don't know if you have this in the states, uh, Tim, but here, for example, you get a line fairly regularly that says something along the lines of "unexpected item in bagging area." Yes, and, and what I've learned is the I. I'm the unexpected (laughs) item in the bagging area. I'm the problem, which is not unusual. Uh, Listen, we're going to talk more. We've got emails coming up. We've got more news to talk about. It's all coming here on Double Tap Canada. Double Tap Canada. Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada. Stephen Scott here along with Tim Schwartz and Sean Preece. And uh, we're going to get into your emails soon. The inbox is bursting. Uh, We'll get to that shortly. Um, Also, Uh, We're going to be looking at the news as well. But just before that, I just want to remind you of how you can get in contact with us if you're uh, interested in sharing your stories. In particular, maybe after what you heard in the last segment uh, about um, Jaws for kiosks. I think that's really, really interesting. Um, So we're going to uh, be looking for your comments on that. Uh, If you want to email us, Sean, what should people do? You should email feedback at ami.ca.
3: And Tim, if people want to call, uh, what can they do? They can call us at one eight six six five zero nine four five
1: four five. Leave a message. Tell us you're okay with playing on air, and then we'll uh, play on air. Uh, yeah, I think that's how <laughs> so. It works. What was that? Um, Yeah, exactly. And don't forget, uh, Double Tap TV makes a welcome, I hope, return, he says in brackets. (laughs) Uh, So looking forward to lots of conversation there. Use the hashtag AskDoubleTap if you have a question that you'd like answered on TV or indeed here on Double Tap Canada. We will do our best to answer the questions. And if we don't know, we'll find someone else who will. Uh, that's not a threat, by the way. That's a, that's a promise. <laughs> sounded like you. It. <laughs> it did sound a bit like that. Everyone says I sound so threatening. It must be the accent. Yep. Uh, right. Yes. Let's talk about the news. Uh, Amazon event's happening. Um, now, when is it? Wednesday the 25th? Correct. 26th? Is it 25th. 25th?
2: It's the 25th. Uh, September
1: 25th. Yeah. So uh, what we're going to see, Tim,
3: Oh, same under the bus. Oof, for right <laughs> under the bus. Here it comes. Wow. Um, well, as we. Well, what do you
1: think? Because we don't know anything really, do we? No, it.
3: we don't, which is even worse to throw me under the bus for. Because no, we really don't know. As I said earlier in the show, there's rumor, there's speculation. There's a possible new regular sized Echo. I forget what you used to call it the Amazon the Amazon Echo Big, maybe I don't I don't remember a- Amazon Echo Big. Yes. There's
1: the Amazon Echo Medium yeah. and the Amazon Echo Small. I
3: I, I, I already <sighs> no. regret having you say that again, but uh, yeah. So th- <laughs> there is rumor that that could be one of the things released because the Echo Two came out I think two years ago now, so it's it's probably time for them to refresh that possibly a new echo show maybe i don't know though because they just came out with a new echo show didn't they
1: mm, echo show five yeah you bought two of them didn't you Stephen? um <clears throat> yes i did so um <laughs> yeah i did but here's the thing well do you know why i did it right because i kind of thought i kind of modeled myself at that moment when i was hitting buy now i, I kind of modeled myself on john logie Baird, do you know the man who invented the was that the telephone or the television <laughs> i can't remember anyway whoever whoever invented the telephone right i think it was alexander bell. graham bell Bell, that's it. Mr. Bell. Um, Yeah, the other guy invented television. There's so many Scottish people invented pretty much everything that exists today. I'm already uh, regretting
2: this story. Okay.
1: I I can't get it. So, you know, I was modeling myself on uh, Alexander Graham Logie Baird. And um, (laughs) because I thought, well, if I buy one of these things, right, because it's video calling, right? And I don't have anyone to video call. So I thought, well, if I buy one. That's so sad. It's like having the first phone, isn't it? Oh. Like who do you call? You've, oh, I'm, I've invented the telephone. This is amazing. But wait, wait, Who wait, do wait. I call?
2: There's a flaw because you bought them and you need to send one to someone else then. Yes. Otherwise, yeah, you're just calling is- yourself.
1: Okay. Well, in fairness, I haven't taken either of them out of the box yet. So, Because <laughs> after I bought it, I, I kind of bought it in the, it, it, there was like an Amazon Prime Day sale or something. And I thought, you know, I'm going to buy this. And then I just got bored of it, to be honest. Because I thought, it's video and I can't see anything anyway. So what's the point?
3: Well, okay. you do know, Sean, that Stephen's favorite person to talk to is himself. After all, so
1: you know. Ooh. Listen, I am I am the man who was caught walking down Lover's Lane holding my own hand. Um,
3: right. So anyway, more <laughs> yeah. from Amazon. What, what we're hoping for, like I said, probably an Echo Three. Wow. Um, and and then maybe an Echo, Echo bigger. Echo, yeah, the Echo bigger. No, an Echo <laughs> robot. As we were talking about before, this could be interesting. Having like a a lady a on wheels that kind of walks or rolls around i guess your house and i don't even know the possibilities are just either endless or ridiculous. ridiculous i'm not sure
2: yeah how ridiculous does it sound but normally i'd say no 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 shut up that's not coming no 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 chance but
3: it's amazon you just you just you don't know, know what they're gonna do this last year they brought out a amazon. clock and they brought out uh yeah, exactly. you know, a microwave, microwave. So you never know this is what
1: i love about amazon though they don't Muck around and and they just because the thing is right they've got the warehousing they've got the logistics all in place they can just roll out anything they like and they know it will just fly off the shelves they just know it will wow. and they know that idiots like me will buy two of them
2: <laughs> uh, Amazon you know, have got the pricing haven't they you know oh. exactly uh, yeah. exactly right I think it, it doesn't matter it, it's good that the products themselves are actually decent as well but the pricing no. is perfect um, look they've been talking about the. Amazon robot for ages and there, there's some leaks about it and, you know, maybe it's called vector and, um, but actually how Terrible that would work in practical terms. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, you don't want to echo on wheels following you around. That sounds ridiculous, but maybe some sort of motorized feature where it can follow you around with a camera sounds creepy. I know, but, um, that, you know, that may <laughs> be the, the next step. Uh, I, I really am excited. There's, there's rumors about a, um, Amazon ear. Buds, as in AirPod alternatives, Ooh. that could be really interesting. With Lady A built nice. in, and um I would really love to see some Echo sunglasses. I think that would be cool as well. Something oh, to yeah. something Ooh. to uh, come up against the Bose AR frames, maybe that would be nice. Yeah. Mm, yeah.
1: Well, Tim, you've you've got the Bose AR frames, so I don't want to I don't want to rain on your parade here. But you know, I, I have, I'll be honest. After trying them,
3: I was. I was, I was, I was Okay, all right. You tried them in the store in a loud environment where it wasn't really an everyday use case. So I, I, I call shenanigans. Yes, Stephen, you didn't try them in a quiet how, how room. Dare you, <laughs> how,
1: how dare you call shenanigans on me? I'll, I'll raise you.
2: Um, no, I, 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 I just thought. <laughs> I
1: don't know. It's a textual honest. Um, (laughs) I I don't know if the problem is for me that that is the kind of environment I'd want to use them in, and that's what put me off. I thought, you know, I thought "Mm, if I can barely hear a call, I, I could hear music on it fine, but when I tried to make a phone call, it was very hard to hear. And I thought, yeah, I mean, today, for example, even with the AirPods I had, I could hear the caller I was speaking to; they couldn't hear me very well. This is often the mm. problem with this technology. Um, it almost is, maybe I've just got too big a head, or just too fat, yes. or I don't know what yes. it is. But um, but it just the, the earpiece doesn't quite reach my mouth, um, which is the pro or the mouth. The microphone, I should say, shouldn't meet. No, the earpiece it's should definitely away. not meet my mouth. I think um, we're
2: going off topic a little bit. Yes, we so are. So basically, basically, the Amazon. I just want event. the robot. I need it. Yeah. Look, you don't know what we're going to get, and it's it's because of that. It's really exciting. I sort of miss that. Yeah. You know, unexpectedness of an event. Um, yeah, so I am really looking forward to this. And let's not forget, they have recently unveiled the uh, version two of the what's it
3: called, the Amazon Fire TV Cube. The cube, yeah, and it's going to yeah. be available U.S., Canada, and in the U.K. From what I understand. So
2: yeah, we don't we didn't get the first one because it was terrible, apparently. Well, wow. Tune's had it for about eighteen years, and we still haven't got a review. So uh, I reviewed it's it. Very it's, good.
3: it's great. If you have the right television, it's great. Actually, I I did figure that out because there's infrared uh, stuff with it. So if you have an older television that doesn't work with the new kind of plug-in automatic you know detection stuff, it, it still works. Well done. Very this. technical there, Tim. Yeah, th- I thought that was a great technical <laughs> term. HDMI CNC. and C. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing. Ooh. Yeah. So so, so well done. But uh, yeah, if your T V is too old and doesn't work with that, they have an infrared uh, plug-in that will make it work and so you can then use all the voice controls to control your TV. So I did get it to work. So it's fantastic. But yeah, there there is the Fire TV Cube two. Um, was that you know, a review?
2: Sorry. Was was that the review? That we've was been the review, for? yes. Oh, very good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, see Yeah, it works sometimes. See
3: I can <laughs> do my reviews in thirty seconds where other people take well never mind. Anyway <laughs> eighteen years. If the uh if the Amazon robot comes out if they have it wow, be like a combination here. Roomba or something like mm. that, where it also vacuums and cleans and, you know, all that. Which you is possible. The moon on a stick? You can't have all that in one. <laughs> oh, why not? That's ridiculous. Oh, it'd be fantastic. It would I, be. Yep. To, to your we point, though, know. about the uh, possible Amazon glasses, if that would even be a thing, you know, I, I love the Bose frames. They are fantastic. I think you're right, though, Stephen. They could be louder. And I would say at this point, I'd be very interested in a version two of the Bose frames or at this point, if Amazon or Apple get to it first, well then sorry, Bose, but, um, yeah, I I would, I would move to Amazon or Apple. I think.
1: I think the AR thing is interesting. I mean, that, that does appeal. It does seem to be a little bit underdeveloped at the moment from what you've told me. Uh, and that's the only downside I have with it. I mean, I I do love the idea. I mean, you know, the, the vision you had, I think you gave me was that you were wearing these glasses. You were in a, sort of environment where it was a beach environment you were sitting in and you could sort of look left and you could look right and you could, uh, you, you know, the sound would travel with you. So it would make sense that you were looking at something and then when you turned away, that sound would be on that side. Yeah, you truly Um, feel
3: like you're in that environment. They have several different uh, situations or scenarios where you can do that with music, where you can sit like you're in a live performance of of uh, you know a performance and hear as if you're sitting there watching the performance uh, and turn your head and hear it in different ways. In the beat scene, there are many games out there that I've been having a lot of fun playing where you turn your head and duck or move or whatever, and it senses all that. So there is a lot of really interesting technology there, and, and for what it is. It's really cool, but yeah, there's just a few minor things that could be updated for, say, a version two that would make it even better. But but I think, like we said, I think at least Apple's going to get to this sooner than than anybody, possibly even next month.
2: Smooth segue there.
1: Yeah, nicely put. Because You're um, yes, uh, finally we did it right. It's only taken us how many years? Uh, but no, th- this is it because Apple apparently are going to uh, launch glasses next year this is what we're hearing and
3: 2020
1: yeah well that's right that's that's been that's been the theory that's been flying around um but here's the thing the the this this rumor that we were going to maybe see something at the event we just had um kind of came out of the fact that these these guys who write the code right these guys who write the the um you know, the stuff that makes the whole thing work, right? I mean, I don't know. I was going um, to
2: leave you hanging there. Just to yeah, say.
1: <laughs> but, you know, the stuff that makes it all work, all that back-end <laughs> stuff that none of us care about, um, all that, I mean, who cares, right? But, but obviously these guys do. Uh, so, you know, they write all this stuff. And people sit and they will go through every single line of this code. Um, clearly, you know, the Netflix subscriptions run out. So they do that. <laughs> and in there they found a reference to something that suggests a wearable headset.
3: actually several references uh Mm. there was initially maybe one and then i think just this last week or so they found like four or five more so it really seems to be possibly coming
1: and this isn't the code for ios 13 so that's where people were thinking well it must be coming at some point within this release otherwise it would be ios 14 we'd be seeing it so that's interesting um and because, as we're, because of course you've always got to be careful with betas and all the rest. A lot of people, we've been using iOS 13 for a while, but a lot of people would not even have seen this yet or even downloaded it yet until it obviously it becomes publicly available for everybody, um, unless you signed up to the public beta program. But what's people, what people have noticed is that even since the event, these lines of code have not come out. So it suggests that we may still be in line to see something, which would kind of make sense. It would appear next year. Not this year, I don't think, but we may see it in the way we saw the Mac Pro uh, you know, and all that stuff. We will probably maybe get a glimpse at it at an October event. I don't know, but we will see, literally. (laughs) Or not, obviously, in our case.
2: You keep pushing the 2020. I think you started that rumour, Stephen. Did I? It sounds good. I don't know. I honestly don't know. The fact that it is in beta code and it's also in Xcode 11 which is what developers use to create the Board. programs. right? Okay, sorry. But it is in there. So in Xcode, in the development environment, Stephen, just bear with me for a second. Uh, whatever, You okay. can simulate what... I'm ordering food right now. <laughs> you carry on. You can simulate <laughs> what device you're running your code on, so an iPhone or an Apple Watch or whatever. Now, in there, there is something for this new Apple Glasses to simulate running an app on there. So they're definitely working on it. Now, How close is that to release? We don't know. But the fact that, as you said, the code is still in uh, the betas is a bit of a giveaway. We did see this with the AirPods. There were pictures, as in those little icons, um, in previous betas of iOS. And I think also with Touch ID, there were pictures of how to do it um, built into the beta. So, yeah,
3: it's definitely coming. I'm just not entirely sure when. And I think that in addition to that, we'll probably see the tile slash tracker type device announced soon, because that's been the big rumor is that there was going to be one more thing at this year's Apple event. They ran out of time or had too many other things, and they just kind of canned it and said, well, we're going to do an October event anyway, so we'll do them there as a special thing, kind of like they do with the Apple Watch. I-, I believe the Apple Watch was something that was an October announcement, kind of separate, uh, yeah. I-, I believe. Um, hopefully, this doesn't go the way of the wireless Power mat though, because that was announced at an October <laughs> event and has yes. never happened. Um but yeah, I I feel fairly confident about this. Either one of them, the glasses or the tile tracker kind of thing, maybe being at least announced next month. We may we may see a physical version of it. I don't know how much demonstration of it we would get. It'd probably be a very locked down mock-up you know very specific to being on stage kind of thing you know maybe not real time who knows but if nothing else I-, I think it could at least be announced and then just maybe show up next year hopefully i know steven we've mentioned this a couple times the other third thing that we may hear about in october is an se2
1: oh that would be amazing um yes yeah. i hope that's it the- stop saying no see iphone uh, 8 is the se2 the, well, it's not going to be called the SE2, right? I mean, But in Maybe. saying that, it would actually make sense to call it the SE2 because this naming convention thing, I mean, they've sorted it out now with XR becomes 11 and, you know, 11, I suppose, XS becomes. I mean, it's all ridiculous. But now they have fixed that. iPhone 8 seems a bit behind because you've got an iPhone 8 and an iPhone 11. So there's not going to be an iPhone 9. I think what nope. they'll likely do is dump that and go for an SE2. And it'll be in the iPhone 8 form factor. That's my prediction. I think
3: that makes sense,
2: yeah. I hate to admit it, but yeah, that does make sense. (laughs) Oh, are not easy. I'm going to sit back and just mute myself and have a think. There must be something I can argue against in that, but it's (laughs) flawless. Right, look, let's get to
1: some emails, because I know loads of you have been emailing in, and and, uh, I want to get to some of those. Um, Feedback at ami.ca, hashtag ask. Uh, double tap on uh, Twitter or on Facebook if you want to get in touch with us, please do. Uh, right, Sean, get an email
0: out, will you? Okay, here's one from Billy Burrow. Hi, Stephen, Sean and Tim. According to my podcast feed on my Victory to stream, next week's episode is your 100th, so congratulations to you all on that milestone.
1: Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo.
0: Like you, I had been awaiting the Apple event, or to be more accurate, your podcast covering the highlights. That turned out to be a bit of a letdown although I enjoyed your review of the Apple Watch Series 5. This was purely because I am on the verge of buying a Series 4 and I was a bit concerned that the improvements to the 5 would leave the 4 behind but as this is not the case I am now happy to go ahead and make my purchase. While I am in touch I wondered if you can help with a small query I have regarding text messaging. I listened to a demonstration on how to forward a text message in iOS using VoiceOver. I followed the instructions on the demo and it didn't work, maybe it was because the person in the demo was using an iPhone 6 and I am using an iPhone 8, I didn't think that this would make so much difference but what do I know, as he went through the process of forwarding the text the instruction he gave was meant to produce certain options on the phone screen but these options didn't appear on mine which made me think that it was the difference in model or perhaps an earlier iOS being used that may be the cause. If any of you have any tips or a way of forwarding on text messages then I would be grateful if you could share them. Thanks, keep up the good work and I look forward to the next 100 episodes. Best wishes. Billy Burrell. PS I recently posted this joke on my Twitter account but in case you missed it as they say. My grandson is so into the latest technology that he's had a miniature smartphone implanted into his throat. When his mom finds out, she's going to wring his neck.
2: Hey. <laughs> Another corker from Billy. <laughs> oh, you can,
1: always,
0: you can always count on Billy
1: for a joke, that's yes, for sure. Yes, you can.
3: Uh, Although, you, now, Billy. before we answer his question, I have a question. Did he imply that the Apple event was a letdown, or our coverage of the Apple event was a letdown? <laughs> I'm not quite sure which it was there. Both. Both? Oh, okay. All right. Glad we cleared that up.
1: It's the yeah. Remember our, our new tagline, Tim. Did we not? Uh, do you not get the memo on that? It's a double tap. Always a disappointment. Um, no, uh, look. At the end of the day, you know, you can't you can't love everything, right? I mean, you know, I mean, I, we're all Apple fanboys to some degree, but um, but yeah, it wasn't the greatest event in the world. Uh, the text thing's interesting. We we tried this, um, and yeah, it doesn't it's not really a way of forwarding, is there? I mean, it doesn't some of the options on that menu when you actually go in and try and even. Do a 3D touch like a double tap and a hold? Doesn't even work.
3: Well, it does, but it doesn't really do much. It gives you a copy. Yeah, well, yeah, it gives you a copy option and more, but all more does is put you in kind of a selection mode where you can select individual messages and then go to the top and delete them all in, in like a bulk deletion. Otherwise, that that's all that either 3D touch or double tap and hold does. So really, the best thing to do from what we found, guys, is you could just swipe down using voiceover, double tap on copy, go to the other message where you wanted to send it to and or, or create a new message and just paste it in. That's really the only, only way to do it. Although, Sean, you said that the Apple website had other instructions? Yeah,
2: I'm saying user error. I can't test this out at the minute. But um, yeah, oh. so on the Apple... <laughs> apple support site it says double tap and hold on the message and you will get one of those pop-up bubble menus swipe through that until you hit more double tap and then there should be a forward option so that's how apple tells you to do it but apparently these two couldn't do that or get it to work so i don't know in all
3: fairness in all fairness, Stephen yeah. and I are using iOS 13. Maybe it's been uh, removed from well. iOS 13. Maybe your yeah, information yes, is Sean. old, and they just haven't updated the information for iOS 13 because they got rid of it, possibly.
2: And 3D Touch isn't in iOS 13. They removed it. So 3D Touch doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, so there anything. you go.
3: Yeah, it's haptic touch yeah. now.
1: Oh, it's all terrible. Uh, sorry, Billy, but you know, there is a way to do it in some ways, which is to copy, I Copy suppose. and paste. It's um, easier. Yeah, yep. the good old-fashioned ways, and yes, our one hundredth anniversary. Oh, happy
2: birthday, everyone! Oh. Is it birthday or anniversary or what? I'm, I'm not I, anniversary. I would, I would it's not birthday. think
3: Anniversary? Yeah, really? so happy anniversary! hundred episodes. Wow. Yeah, and we're yeah, still we, on the we air. We're
2: going to do a best of, but um, well, it's hard to do that, isn't it? When when it's us. Yeah, there wasn't enough.
1: There's <laughs> not enough to do. <laughs> Over a hundred episodes, it was quite hard to find enough for a minute. Um, yeah, no, listen, it's, it's lovely to still be on the air. Um, mind you, already, just nice to be anywhere. So, um, yeah, happy Classic. day. Right, let's, yeah, always the old ones. Um, had to dust that
2: one off. Uh, right. Hang on, the, the Apple Watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go with the four. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, don't bother. Yeah, I think that's a great buy. Yeah,
1: I, 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 I'm getting the, I, I, yep. the Apple Watch 5, but that's just because I want to. Of course you yeah, are. but that's yes. just because I'm like
2: that. Of course. Uh, right, what else have
1: we
0: got in the inbox? Billy, thank you for the email. I appreciate it. Uh, what else have we got?
2: Okay, so the next one is from
0: Robert. I listened to the last episode with great interest. For me, I'm very fortunate enough to be technologically competent. I've experienced a lot of discrimination in the sense of someone assuming that because my tech skills are greater than others, that when I say something isn't accessible, they presume I'm lazy and just don't want to do the work. I think we've reached a point I didn't think would happen, where technology surpasses perception. I also think a majority of the problem is just ignorance. Sighted people think Siri is a screen reader, for example, clearly, one-on-one education isn't working. Why then hasn't media representation taken off for us like so many other minority portrayals? When do you think societal understanding will catch up with our technological advances? Thanks for that, Robert. Uh, yeah, that follows on from our conversation we had a couple of
1: weeks ago about using tech in public. That was my kind of thing, wasn't it? That you know, and it is. It bothers me sometimes. People just don't understand if you're able to use this technology. Suddenly, they, you just jump from being. You know, incapable to fully capable, or even worse, a liar, uh, which is ridiculous. Yes. Um, and I think it's interesting that that phrase, you know, technology surpassing perception. We've got another email from Greg on this topic, Sean. Let's hear that.
0: I frequently have someone ask me how I use my iPhone or computer, and often it is because they have a friend or relative with vision loss and they had no idea accessibility and assistive technology was available. I have found the vast majority of people who are curious really have good intentions. It is people who want to ask but are afraid to offend that I wish would just ask. Regarding Steven's trouble with the iPad, why not just get a Windows tablet, have your portability, your audio editor, and any other software you need? iPad OS may catch up someday, but Windows tablets are here now. If you're sticking to the iPad, have you tried Ferrite? As a 6S Plus user, I am very interested to hear how well VoiceOver performs in iOS 13 on Sean's 6S and Steven's SE. I had previous iOS devices that became unusable with VoiceOver after updating the iOS. Thank you, Greg and PA. Okay, well, let's start with perceptions. I mean, we've only got a couple
1: of minutes left, but you know, I mean, I think round the table here, I think we all agree that, you know, There are real issues. Some people are good. Some people are really helpful. Some people are nice. Some people get it. And then there's others that don't. And unfortunately, because we're conditioned that way, that's what we remember, isn't it?
2: Yeah, this is a tricky one because I don't think it is just a tech problem. This is how we as disabled people are perceived by the uh, general public, if you like. And no, not everyone is horrible or whatever word you want to use, you know, but sometimes we are underestimated or ignored and how do you combat that? I honestly don't know. We do have our own individual interactions with people that we try and educate or I don't know if that's too grand a word but um, other than that uh, maybe mainstream representation like Robert said you know maybe people with disabilities more in television and other media is the answer but honestly I don't know it is a bit beyond me
3: yeah it's it's kind of a an appearance thing but it's it's interactions it's advocating for ourselves it's education it's all these things and uh, obviously we're not where we'd want to be but you know it is up to us in some ways to to help these people to educate them as to what you know what we can and cannot do and what we might need or not
1: well i mean look i mean here we go again We're, we're talking about the the tv series C, which is coming out from Apple TV Plus, and it's not focusing specifically on blindness, but it, it is about blindness. But, you know, we're not getting a chance to see blind people in everyday life today. I'd love a show to come out where a blind person is represented on screen who isn't represented there because they are blind, right? I mean, it's like if you've got a TV show and we've done, we've surpassed this with gender, we've surpassed it with race, yep. um, we've surpassed it with sexuality... Where you know it's not a case of a gay person's on television because they're gay, and let's just focus purely on that. You know, it'd be nice to have a blind serial killer turn up. or maybe, I always tend to go dark with these things, <laughs> don't I? but you know,
3: jeez, wow. I just
1: I, I want to see a, a, a character appear, even if it's just a simple thing like a character in a a sitcom or whatever, or a comedy show, or a drama or whatever. But they're using their iPhone, you know, with voiceover on. And that alone, that could be worth so much to our community because it is that widespread um, perception that we need to change. And you can't do it one at a time because it's I don't know it's it's like it's it's impossible. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like trying to eat a field of grass. Um, you know, you might get there eventually, but ultimately it's just going to start growing again with other <laughs> blades of grass that just didn't you know know you were blind. No, well, you so, you ruined
2: your perfect point with a terrible analogy, but you're wow. absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. It's just Getting that across and, you know, seeing a blind person on TV who isn't, I don't know, a sage, old, wise uh, oracle or, you Mm. know, something like that. Or a superhero. Yeah, exactly. Or useless. Or useless, (laughs) yeah. Just just seeing a person in a soap opera who just happens to be blind, you know, that's just what we need. Um, Just a quick point on the iPad. Um, I get what you're
1: saying, Greg. I tried the whole Windows tablet thing. It wasn't for me. I know it does work with JAWS and all that, but I just never liked the tablet as a Windows tablet. Um, as that kind of device. And as for how uh, iOS 13 will run, well, we shall see um, when I download it onto my uh, iPhone SE. Will it last the pace? Well, I hope. I'm not holding out for it, if I'm honest. Uh, guys, that is it from us. Uh, we are out of time. Uh, if people want to email Sean, quickly tell us the email address and Tim the phone number.
3: Feedback at ami.ca. And the phone number again is one
1: Guys, it's been our 100th episode, and it's been great uh, once again. I know we all joke around, but we do have a great time. We all love doing this, and we're hoping we'll be here for 100 more, although that's up to AMI. Uh, (laughs) uh, Guys, thanks so much. We'll catch you next week.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
1: My end. I need an octave up. Oh, there's a buzz.
2: Oh, I've got a buzz. Hang on. i to turn that off. Is it you? I'm, I'm, buzzing, I'm buzzing, yeah. I
1: don't,
3: I'm hear buzzing. A, I don't hear a buzz. I don't know if
2: you can hear it, but I can hear it. All oh, right, uh, it's gone now. It's gone. It's okay, people. No, right, 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 All right. Right, there we go. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, it's, suddenly, it's suddenly gone loud. What? One, two. <laughs> A-1-2, one, 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 two, one 2 testing 1-2, right, good, good, we're good. Yep, 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 yep,
1: yep, 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 yep right, let's do it. Recording!
2: Recording. Ooh, no. can we get our horror together, please? Recording. Recording! Ah, that's better, it's spot on.
4: Oh,
3: oh,
2: do yeah. mucking around straight to it today, all right?
1: Hello, 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 welcome to Nope.
2: Recording. Oh took my phone off that'll help. Okay, I'm good to go. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yep, right. Okay. Ow! Oh I avoided the mic. No, I'm dying. Man dying, man dying.
3: Oh, I think I've broken my pancreas.
0: This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit
4: ami.ca.
3: I'm Arthur Shepard of the AMI
2: podcast tripping on air.